Welcome to Do Beautiful Things. I'm your host, Jenny Lawson, President and CEO of Keep America Beautiful. In this podcast, we'll discuss ending litter, the truth behind recycling, and making communities beautiful for people and for a more sustainable future. We'll be talking to industry experts, community leaders, and everyday people who want to do the right thing, including from time to time, my mother. Thank you for joining us. I hope you learned something, and I know I will. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Do Beautiful Things. If you've been following along, we are continuing our discussion about recycling, answering questions, finding facts, and learning what industry leaders are doing to commit to zero waste future and to help us all recycle more effectively through our Recycling Reality Check series. In today's episode, we'll discuss batteries with the president and CEO of Serba Solutions, David Klineski. David has over 30 years of experience as an expert in battery materials. He's a chemical engineer with roles that have spanned industries around the globe. And so we are grateful for his uh, leadership and partnership on today's podcast. So David, I think we are going to jump right in. Tell us a little bit about Service Solutions. What are you all all about? No, great. Thank you. And thank you very much, Jenny, for having, having me on today. I'm excited to talk a little bit about battery recycling and, and about what Service Solutions does. So, yeah. So if you look at, at um, the battery industry, we're in the space where we are one of the leading battery materials and management companies in the industry. We've we provide all types of different services. So you have, you know, batteries that may need to be packaged, um, obviously collected, um, and we have the logistics to be able to collect those batteries with the goal of being able to collect those batteries and then um, bring them back to our facilities so we can process those. And when I say batteries, I'm, I'm very being very general because we take all different types of battery chemistries. We take lead acid batteries from your cars, from boats, whatever type of vehicle you may have in a lead acid battery in. We take alkaline batteries out of your remote control. We take nickel-based batteries. It could be in power tools or different uh, you know, video cameras and things like that. And obviously the big thing now in the future and, and what's growing is lithium-based batteries. So we also take lithium-ion-based batteries in our facilities. And the goal of being able to package those, collect those, and then and then transport them safely to our facilities so we can actually process those materials. And, and we have different processes for each type of battery chemistry where we are trying to extract the critical minerals that are in those batteries. So, you know, for example, an alkaline battery, a lot of people don't think about it, but an alkaline battery actually has zinc and manganese in it. And that zinc and manganese can be recycled and reused again as actually a micronutrient for fertilizer in the agricultural industry. So we do some of that. Um, obviously, with the lithium-ion based batteries, that's a, a huge focus right now, whether it's in your phone or laptop or any type of personal device you have now. Vehicles, obviously, is a, is a big thing. We want to collect the nickel, the lithium, cobalt, and manganese out of those batteries as well. And what we do is we basically process those materials and purify them so they're they're able to be reused again and to making another battery. So the lithium ion for sure, and, and obviously lead, like everybody knows, lead acid has a very um, high recycle rate. We you know, recover over 98% of lead acid batteries. That lead goes right back into a new lead acid battery. With the lithium batteries, we're on that trajectory to get to that type of recovery rates as well. So the nice thing about all these batteries and all the materials that are using these batteries is they can be reused over and over again. So you have a vehicle that's got a lithium ion battery out there today. It can, it can, we can recover that material and send that right back into the supply chain to produce a new battery in the future. Wow. Wow. That's exciting. Tell me a little bit about 
the beginning of the process. Uh, the average consumer, tell me about those hearing aid batteries and the double A's, it's going to be Christmas. It's, it's double A battery and D battery season, whether you're lighting your outdoor uh, things or or powering the, the cool new toy, right? The, they're all coming with all sorts of different batteries. What's the story? Do we, do yeah. we throw them in the trash? Do we, like, where do you go? What should we do in the beginning of this story? Oh, that's that's a great question. A lot. I mean, I get that question quite often. Is you know, what do I do with the battery when I when I when it's done when it's the end of life? Um, and as a side note, one thing to to it's a staggering fact, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say it for for the viewers that over three billion batteries a year actually end up in a landfill, and that's a that's a lot of batteries, um, and that's a lot of waste, right? That of materials that go back into landfill. There's potentially you know hazardous issues that you deal with when that happens, as well as there's a lot of critical minerals in there that. We we just now wasted and put right back in into the soil. And that's something that, you know, obviously that's why service solutions exist. We want to prevent that from happening. So, you know, coming back to your question, I mean, the first step is collection, right? How do we, how do we collect these batteries? And, and again, all of us consumers, like you said, have the opportunity to use batteries every day, but what you can do with your batteries, you can recycle them usually at your local county or city um, household hazardous waste pickup. Facilities, so they'll have facilities, locations that are there in your county that you typically take things like hazardous waste. They typically collect batteries there as well. Um, or there's there's designated pickup days. Sometimes some some counties and cities have designated pickup days for hazardous waste and stuff like that that you can put out on your curb and trucks will come by and pick that up. So that's one you know easy way to do that. Um, the first thing too is you can do recycling at home too. So if you don't want to put it out in a, on, on the trash or have to drive it somewhere, you can actually get a kit. Um, and you can go to our website, servicesolutions.com, and you can actually get a kit mailed directly to your house where you can actually collect these batteries over time. You can get a small kit, a large kit, depending on how many batteries you use in a year. Um, probably depends on how many devices you have and if you have children that are using a lot of toys with, with batteries in them. Um, but you can actually buy those kits, and, and it's really simple. The great thing is you put the batteries, any type of battery can go in the same kit. If it is a lithium-based battery, we typically like to recommend that you tape the ends of the lithium, the terminals on a lithium-based battery. If it's a device that has a lithium battery in it, don't worry about it. You don't need to tape it because the battery's not exposed. But you can put all these devices in this kit. It's, it's basically a bucket um, where you actually can collect all those devices. And when it fills up, the easy thing is, is there's a number on there you call, you actually dial the number, they will be at your house within 24 hours to pick that kit up and, and take it away for you. Wow, that's wonderful. So it's just like a cardboard box that you fill up and then call the number and you're, wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's actually a plastic pail. So it looks like it could be as large as a five gallon cut bucket pail, but there's smaller ones. If you don't want to get such a large one, you can get smaller ones as well. So we've got different sizes out there that you can go wow. get, but it just makes it really simple because like you said, you don't, depending on how, how many you know batteries you use in a year, you don't need to do it every day or every month. You may need to collect them over the course of even a year. And once that once that bucket fills up, again, you close the lid, call the number, and they come pick it up, and you can get another one right on right online. It, actually, you can get a reorder if you want to, so it just automatically comes to your doorstep. Wow! So that's how you collect the battery. That's one way we can all collect batteries. Well, great. So, Dave, we'll make sure that that's uh, on our website, so folks will, uh, along with the notes for the podcast, be able to access that because that's fantastic. And we'll put a link on the website too, so folks Perfect. can can do that. 
And then That'd you were saying too that you should call ahead, but Lowe's or Home Depot, sometimes they can be collection points um, for batteries as well in the event that, yeah. you know, that the folks want to take that route and then their local, you know, hazmat day or whatever, right. you can take them up and take them there, but don't throw That's them right. in the trash. Yeah. Don't throw them in the trash. No, not even the alkaline ones. Don't throw those in the trash. Those, again, there's a lot of, a lot of material that can be recovered in there. And, and again, it's just, it's just better for the environment, obviously. So let's take it. It's landed back with you all or, or another yeah. collection site. Then what happens, right? How, do, how does yeah. the recycling of a battery actually happen? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And that, so the batteries then, once they're transported to our facility, um, we have a, a bunch of really talented individuals in our company that actually do a lot of sorting. So if we're getting a bucket that has different types of chemistries, I was mentioning the lead or nickel or, you know, alkaline or lithium-based chemistries, we have to sort those battery chemistries because you want to process them the most effective way. And each different battery chemistry is going to require a different process to be able to extract those minerals. So a lot of time the batteries come commingled. So we actually go and separate those batteries and make sure that each of the chemistries are separated out. And then it goes on to our processing facilities where those batteries are typically broken apart. I mean, it's, it's a fairly crude process. It's a mechanical process where you're grinding up the materials. And then from there, we're actually going and refining and purifying for example, like with the lithium ion battery, right? We're grinding those things up and we're trying to extract the lithium and the nickel, cobalt, all those things that come back out of a battery. And then we refine that, purify it up to a, to a specification that's required for the industry. And then we, we actually provide that back into the supply chain for a new battery to be built. From what I've heard, right? The demand for lithium is going to be intense. Yeah. And so the recovery of products like lithium and others is essential for 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 powering my tesla or what have you into the future that we really having this renewable source based on people's ability to recycle these products is a really important part of how we can be more sustainable and i was with tom sasaki a couple weeks ago and and we really talked about closing the loop right Mm -hmm. and you all are just an essential part of closing that loop Exactly. That's that's the that's the name, and that's why we call ourselves Service Solutions. That's circular and batteries. We put those two words ah. together for Serva, right? So, <laughs> creating that circular supply chain for the battery industry is absolutely critical, and and it it does a lot. Of, I mean, there's a couple of things it does. One, it prevents these batteries going back into a landfill, right? That's that's a bad thing. Two, you know, you think of the amount of time, energy, and money that has been spent to extract these minerals from the earth anyway to make a battery. You know, it, it's a shame. You don't want to you don't want to just put those back in the soil, especially if they can be reused again. So in the essence, we're you know recovering those, making it a much more sustainable supply chain, obviously for our country as well. And then at the end of the day, you know, you can see in the future where the cost will come down some because you're recycling material. You're not having to go find new mines and and actually, you know, dig up other resources around the world because we're we're obviously very dependent on a lot of these minerals from other countries and that that costs money to ship them from other countries and things like that. So if we can create this circular, like you said, closed loop supply chain, that in the end of the day is going to create one you know, a much better position from us on just on security of these metals, but also to, you know, in the end, a lower cost for consumers. That's great. And it's really exciting to see groups like yours, you know, really uh, helping to bring this market to life, right? Like one of the things we're learning in these conversations is about simplicity and it's also about infrastructure, right? Having the right pathway for 
resources to take when they leave the consumer's hands and, and having that pathway set up in such a way that it functions for the consumer, that it functions for uh, the buyer of that uh, resource on the other end and getting all of the in-between just right, I think has been the challenge of the market thus far and really where the opportunity is going forward. No, definitely. And I think we're, you know, the, the nice thing about what we're trying to do, especially with the lithium ion space is we're trying to get a little bit, I wouldn't say ahead of the curve because there's a, there's a big curve coming. Right. But, you know, we've, we've now got the, the ability to think a little bit further out and say, how do we make sure this is a closed loop, right? How do we make sure that this is sustainable? If you look at lead acid, I mean, lead acid recycling has been done a long time, but they, they didn't get ahead of it initially, right? They had a massive issue that created the need for recycling. So we're trying to get ahead of that. So the supply chain is set up to be able to take advantage of that. Yeah. So just just for the average consumer, lead yes. acid is your standard car battery. Correct. Yeah. And Correct. I mean, for most places, you unless you're changing your own, you you don't see that battery anymore. It's immediately recycled right there through the dealership. And so the infrastructure yep. of pick it up from the dealership and take it into the recycling stream is, is been around for a while. And so, and, and with great result, right? What did you say? 98% are recycled. That's fantastic. That's right. Yeah. And it's keeping them out of waterways and other really, yeah. I mean, as a kid, I think I'm probably a little older than you, but as a kid, we were, you would come across batteries in the creeks and, you know. I remember that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, that's what we want to do. We want to avoid, you know, vehicles being stacked up that have electric, you know, lithium ion batteries just sitting in a, in a junkyard or something like that, right? Where that, that material is so valuable. And, you know, there's, there's obviously, an, you know, there's value in it, but two, it's just not the, not the right thing to do to leave yeah. these things sit, right? I mean, I think we've, we've been able to prove that there's a, there's a good supply chain now. You know, you said like lead acid, right? The dealerships have, have typically they'll change a battery out or you go to an auto zone or someone like there that they'll do that for you. And they typically, if you don't, you know, give them your old battery, they'll charge you a fee, right? So you you get a you get a little bit better deal on your battery if you actually bring the old battery back because they they obviously want to collect that battery from you and and recycle that that lithium or that lead. I mean, I think in the end of the day, the the dealerships and auto recyclers and, and people like that in the industry are going to play another vital role for lithium ion battery recovery as well. It, it's very exciting, right? So what are you excited about in the future uh, as, as this industry, this ability to take resources that are done in their use in the consumer's world and put them into their next use, right? Which is really what recycling is all about. What, what gets you excited as you think, you know, five years down, 10 years down the line? What excites me is I, I tend to think bigger picture on some of these things. So, you know, what are we trying to do with electric, why we're electrifying our fleet, right? We're trying to reduce our carbon footprint in the end of the day, right? We're otherwise, why are we, you know, why are we spending all this time transitioning everybody from an internal combustion engine to a, to an electric vehicle? And what excites me is that I think we have a really profound moment in time. I mean, this is a game changing transformation in the, in the transportation industry that you're seeing across the globe, whether it's in the United States 
States, Europe, Asia, you know, China obviously has got a massive push for electric vehicles. But you're seeing, I think, uh, uh, the globe is getting involved in, you know, reducing the carbon footprint that we have. We we know there's, whether you call it climate change or whatever you would like to call it, there's definitely an impact in what's going on with our environment. You know, the, the temperature rise, all those things in the oceans. I mean, it's it's a fact. Those are data points that are out there that people can see. So I think that's what excites me is I think we've got a really op, really a unique opportunity right now in this t- point in time to have an impact in, in the environment and actually have an impact on our carbon footprint and being able to recycle, not only just putting electric vehicles out on the road and, and transitioning from internal combustion engines, but being able to set up a supply chain where you can recycle and recover those metals and continue to produce you know lithium ion batteries. It just, it helps the adoption rate. It helps, again, long-term. You know, we talk 20, 30 years from now. I mean, I, I've got to believe you're going to see a, a massive impact, not only with the fact that the penetration rate of electric vehicles is really high, but the fact that we're recycling, recover these these elements sustainably as well. David, thank you. Thanks for much, so much. Thank you for all you're doing to help people do more beautiful things. We really appreciate it, and we appreciate you joining us here today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. And now it's time to bust a few more myths and answer some everyday questions around recycling with my mom, Sally Kramer. In this special segment, she'll ask me everyday recycling questions, like where to recycle batteries and are light bulbs recyclable? Stick around, and maybe I'll answer a question you've been wondering about for years. Can I put these things together in recycling, which would be aluminum, paper, and glass? Can that all go in at the same time? It depends. Uh, Increasingly, communities have some rules about glass recycling. So again, back to that website at the community level about what what they are accepting at their MRF. If you can't recycle it in what they call single stream, and that's where it all goes into the blue bin altogether, right? You put your your paper and your plastic and your aluminum. That's all called single stream recycling. Um, Sometimes glass is not a part of single stream recycling these days. And uh, if, if your community doesn't take glass, you can hold on to that glass and usually take it to, like you were saying, your, your county drop-off site. Um, and, and again, that website will tell you where that is in most counties. Oh, here's one I'm about to do. What do I do with my old pots and pans that really are not usable by anybody anymore? Yeah, it's a it's a great question. And, you know, I think the reuse, uh, the reuse movement in the country is growing, but it's not sufficient for all of the materials we've all collected over time. Right. So is there a way to to reuse those pots as planters? Is there a, a use, you know, for other activities that are happening that may not be in your kitchen, uh, but they are typically not easily recyclable. And this is one everybody asks all the time, what do I do with my expired medications? Expired medications, um, again, back to your community website, uh, the, the plastic bottles in general are often recyclable if they're empty. Um, and I think it's medication by medication how uh, how you are uh, meant to deal with those. Um, and certainly prescription uh, dangerous drugs, uh, they're often drug 
cleanup days that happen through local police departments, through local health facilities. Your CVS will know how to help you or your local pharmacy, whoever that is, will help you know how to deal with, uh, with uh, expired drugs. We've come to the end of today's episode. I want to thank our Recycling Reality Check partners, including Service Solutions, who have helped to make this podcast possible. Make sure to subscribe to Do Beautiful Things so you don't miss out when our next episode drops. In the upcoming episodes of the series, we'll delve into the fascinating life cycle of an aluminum can and unravel the science behind PET plastic water bottles and explore many more intriguing topics. A special thank you also to McCall Friday's, our producer. Finally, as the holiday season continues, why not celebrate sustainably? We heard today how you can order a Service Solutions box to uh, package your used holiday batteries and send them back uh, for recycling. And at Keep America Beautiful, we've created a Keep the Holidays Beautiful ebook, your guide to hosting a sustainable holiday or New Year's celebration. So learn how to gift wrap, host a party, and embrace the holidays in an eco-friendly way. You can find the ebook online right now at kab.org. Thank you for being with us today. And until next time, take care, stay informed, and let's keep making the world a greener and more sustainable place to live together. Keep doing beautiful things and see you next time.